green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, November 7th. People of love and compassion. Today's scripture reading is found in Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 8 from the Message Translation, which reads, It wasn't so long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn, easy marks for sin, ordered every which way by our glands, going around with a chip on our shoulder, hated and hating back. But when God, our kind and loving Savior God, stepped in, He saved us from all that. It was all His doing. We had nothing to do with it. He gave us a good bath, and we came out of it new people, washed inside and out by the Holy Spirit. Our Savior, Jesus, poured out new life so generously. God's gift has restored our relationship with Him and given us back our lives. And there's more life to come, an eternity of life. You can count on this. This is God's Word. A people of presence, of celebration, of worship, of prayer, of healing. This is how we conduct ourselves in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth, as Paul writes to his son in the faith, Timothy. As we've been seeing, it's not only how we conduct ourselves in the house, but as the house. Whose house are we if we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast? We are the house, and therefore we are a people present to God, to one another, and to the moment unfolding before us, which means that of all people we know how to celebrate, even as we increasingly become aware of just how much there is to truly celebrate, even in the, even in the worst of times. And so also, we know the rhythms of transforming worship and centering, supplicating prayer that leaves a trail of healing and wholeness in our wake. All of it summed up and energized by the love and compassion poured out upon us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Love for one another, compassion in and for the world. So much for callousness, so much for condemnation, so much for petty sniping and snarking, so much for polarizing and dividing humanity, so much for seceding rather than interceding. We are the people upon whom the love and compassion of God has been poured out in its fullness in Christ. And we're just getting started. This is a well that will never run dry, a flow that will never ebb down to a trickle, a light that will never dim as it brings out all the God colors of this world, as Eugene Peterson would say in the message. As put in an earlier reflection, we are a healing balm. Okay, once again, that's B-A-L-M, not balm as in explosion, but 
balm, as in soothing, something that heals. We are a healing balm. Enough of the bombs. A healing balm. And a healing presence in the wide world. Not aggravating injuries, nor widening divides, nor witnessing as helpless spectators the deepening plight of humanity around us. No. In interceding for one another, we step up and out as intercessors in the wide world, going into the midst of crying human need and turning houses of death and dissension and disease into houses of healing inside and out. This is what we're about. Behold how they love one another, said secular spectators of the early Jesus community. And behold how they love those outside of the bounds of their community, they quickly added. Whether it was cast-out infants which they took in, or victims of the latest plague whom they cared for at the risk of their own lives, a risk that all too frequently was realized in their own death, which they discounted as another form of martyrdom. Behold how they love! Such persistently quiet love and compassion resulted in being what one church historian has called the patient ferment of the early church. Their unflinching love and compassion quietly took over the world, so much more effectively than any political campaign or public protest or commercial boycott. In fact, they are the ones usually scapegoated in political campaigns, public protests, and boycotts. But love and compassion won out. As Andy Stanley observes in his book, Not In It to Win It, we've protested and boycotted, we've posted and tweeted, We've called people out. We've called people names. We've stereotyped, shamed, blamed. We've taken sides. We've politicized our churches. What if we took a break from all of that and tried this? A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's the way forward. It's not complicated. It's costly, but it's not complicated. That's how it's done. That's how it was done. Let's do it again. So as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder who, observing how you live your life, how you relate with people, how you post on social media, who would observe, behold, how they love. How readily would you be called out as guilty of great love and compassion across all human bounds? Lord, make us a people of the new commandment. Make us a people who know how to love deeply, widely, and well. Make us a people known for compassion rather than callousness, mercy rather than blame, embracing rather than canceling, listening rather than shouting, serving rather than self-assertion. Make us a people passionate about saving people rather than this or any nation by the boldness and persistence of love that shines on the good and the bad that sends its rain on the just and the unjust. May we be known as peacemakers rather than warmongers, compassionate rather than combative, all because of how you have first loved us, by your Spirit with, upon, and in us. 
Amen.